0: Don't you know the rules? What rules? You don't... Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules?
1: have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Welcome, everybody, to the Monthly Movie Dispatch. We get together every month and talk about what movies you've seen, what we recommend, and what to avoid. What separates us from the other 100,000 other movie-related shows is that we're high school friends and we've been discussing movies for 15 years. We love talking film, and we'd be doing it even if no one was listening. So this is a special episode. It's not one of our monthly monthly wrap-ups. It is just for Horror Movie Month. So we're recording this in the beginning of November, talking about our... Horror Movie Month I'm Nick Moffitt and I'm here with Derek Deal. Hey And uh, yeah, we just completed October 2018 Horror Movie Month What do you think Derek? Uh, how you doing? How you recovering from Horror Movie Month?
0: It was pretty intense But honestly uh, It was easier Than I remember it being Because I haven't like Really committed to it in a couple years now And I remember last time it was, it was like, just, it was tough. It was kind of hard for me to find 31 movies that I wanted to watch that were, that all fell into that one genre, you know? Um, But this year it was very easy and I had more than 30. I did, I like, I still have like 18 movies left over on the list of movies I wanted to watch this year because more just kept coming up, coming up, coming up. So um, yeah, it it went really well for me.
1: Awesome. Yeah, man. I love horror movie month. This was, this is my fifth year doing it. Um, and I, I know I say this every year, but I feel like this might be, this might really be my last year of, of doing it all the way. Um, it's not just cuz I'm exhausted and, and like kind of wiped out from watching all these really scary movies, but I think it's also I mean I know a big part of it is that, you know, I we we both we have new babies. Yeah. And I just I just know that as the baby gets older and turns into, you know, little a little person and then a bigger person and a bigger per- it's just it's just I'm not going to be able to watch like really scary like movies around a little child. Like it's just yeah. it's just not fair, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, fear-inducing nightmares for, uh, most of these choices. I know,
0: I'm like, there was some moments, because he watched a lot of them with me, like, on my lap and stuff, and I'm like, or, you know, in the room, hearing all the noises and stuff, like, I'm, I'm I know I don't have any memories from that age, but I hope, like, these, it's not very impressionistic on the child. Because some of these were pretty fucked up.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, I know that she doesn't, you know, see or... There's no way she'll remember any of these. But, like, Lane does this thing where, like, when there's a loud noise, which, you know, horror movies, there's often jump scares or, you know, loud bangs or whatever. She'll, like, her eyes will just... Open all the way to throw (laughs) both of her arms in the air like what's happening you know it's yeah it's really quite funny but you know i shouldn't laugh at you know how my daughter gets scared about stuff like this right but um so i mean what is horror movie month uh what what is what is the challenge that we do here
0: well it's just to you know it's really paying tribute to horror movies and in the month of halloween it's uh you know trying to watch a movie every day and for me it, it's really um opened me up to the genre like it's the because of this like horror movie month challenge thing i've uh, it's it's become my favorite genre easily
1: yeah i remember when me and you did the in 2014 like i it was my first year doing i think you had done it a year prior to prior yeah. to that And it was like, before that, I I wasn't really that into horror movies at all. And, uh, and now it's, yeah, now I'm totally with you. It's become one of my favorite genres. I'm not quite there saying it's, is my favorite, but it's like, it just, it's, it's something I look forward to every year. It's, it's really fun. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just great. So, um. Yeah, it's it's like a challenge to watch a movie every day. It's also a challenge to like put push yourself through some of the fears. It's uh, it's it, but then it's also just like an enjoyable time to so, yeah. to watch movies.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of weird because horrors horror movies I feel like kind of have a weird stigma in like just the general public. You know, they're not. I think like they're they're big with teens, and then uh, they kind of drop off. Like, the age audience, like, kind of drops off a little bit, I feel like. But then, once when, when, since we've been watching them, um, you kind of start to discover that, you know, hardcore film buffs that, that kind of jumps back into horror being a really big genre, really popular. But, um, so, it's been... I've, I've love how much it's opened, like, doing this has opened me up to realizing how great of a genre it is and how many, like, amazing gems there are, you know, in this this different approach to experiencing movies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's... Let's go over our lists. Yeah. Let's each uh, say, you know, we'll just list through uh, in order of how we of how we watch them. And uh, and then we'll kind of go more in depth on uh, what we did and, you know, talk about some of our favorite ones. Yeah. So uh, do you want to go first and go over your list?
0: Sure. Yeah, so I watched 24 movies. I didn't quite make it. I will say, like, days that I went to the theater to watch a new movie that came out, I I just didn't have time to also go home and then watch a horror movie so a lot of those i just kind of skip those days but yeah fair my list okay here we go mandy summer of 84 the strangers pray at night halloween halloween 2 suspiria annabelle annabelle creation pie Wacket, the conjuring 2 ghost stories veronica the ritual before i wake apostle hereditary halloween 2018 the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Black Coat's Daughter, The Hills Have Eyes, Mother, The Fly, Scream For, and Unfriended Dark Web.
1: Wow. That that's exciting. There's
0: there's some great movies in there. Yeah. Like, holy moly. All uh, of these were first time watches for me too.
1: Wow. Right. Wow. That's 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 impressive in and of itself. Yeah. Um I I, I had mostly new watches um, I had I had three rewatches yeah so um, and I did get to 31 um, nice I will say some of mine aren't as scary as um, as they probably could have been like I definitely got some like satires and you know um, you know uh, maybe maybe not as like truly upsetting movies but right um, but anyway uh yeah uh, there's just so many facets of four. Yeah. Let me just re- read my list before I start rambling on. Okay. Um So I got The Witch, The Blob, The Company of Wolves, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, Dead Silence, Christine, Hold the Dark, Fright Night, The Conjuring 2, Unsane, Diabolique, Horror of Dracula, Vampire's Kiss, Dead Zone, The Last Man on Earth, Life After Beth, Train to Busan, 2018's Halloween... Frankenstein meets the monster from hell, Slice, the fearless vampire killer, Leprechaun, Nosferatu, the vampire, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, The Crazies, Audition, Alien, Inland Empire, Suspiria, Child's Play, and Invasions of the Biosnatchers. Wow. <sighs> Whew, wow. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting like flashbacks just looking at the pictures of the cover of these. It's pretty oh, intense.
0: It's, it's, um, it's kind of weird too. Like it's, you know, none, almost none. <laughs> like horror movies aren't really ever positive. You know, it's like a, it's a lot of just like darkness for a month, but no, somehow it's like, really fun still.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Shannon about this because she doesn't, she doesn't like horror movies like at all, and she still doesn't. I mean, it's like one of those things where I, I, and I get it. Like some people just don't don't like horror movies. And I kind of purposefully chose, uh, chose, you know, less scary ones when, when, when she was around, you know, like, like, uh, like Christine was a really great one for her because it was like about this killer car, you know, and it's not, it's not really going to give you nightmares, but towards the end of the month, you know, we had these conversations like, uh, we had these conversations about how even the lighter movies, aren't going to be positive. Like right. even the ones that aren't truly like gut wrenching and upsetting the, the most positive a horror movie can be is these people didn't get killed by a scary monster right. and, and they will live a traumatic life going forward. You know, like right. they will always have that trauma forever and ever because they didn't get eaten by a silly monster. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it weighs on your soul a little bit.
0: Yeah. No for sure. It definitely affects like I don't know. It, it, it it's just it does it works out though well because I feel like like Halloween is a holiday is like you know there's just this whole aura it's like a whole different I don't know. Like it just goes so well with the month. And so like even though <laughs> you're just consuming all this like like disturbing visuals and sounds all month long, like I don't, it feels appropriate still, like it doesn't, I don't know if, to me, it doesn't affect me in that way.
1: Yeah yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a sense of community about it too, like we're, we do Horror Movie Month, I know there's a lot of people online that do it, like uh, on Lairbox, they have Hooptober, is what they call it, because it's, oh, okay. a, it's a tribute to um, Toby Hooper. Hooper, yeah yeah, toe Hooper, and uh I know they have different guidelines that they do every year and even even people not online like i went to excuse me i went to the video store a couple times and uh you know people are just looking for horror movies and they're gonna have horror movie nights and it's like it's almost like a communal thing in the month of like uh, of spookiness you know like just the vibe of hi- halloween even if it's not like scary it's like spooky and um i think people like to i think everyone likes to embrace that on some level
0: yeah for sure.
1: Um, so uh, should we start talking about some of uh, some of our favorite ones that we watched?
0: Uh, sure. Um, I can start with uh, one of my favorite movies that I watched this year. And it's not one of my higher rated movies, but um, three and a half stars for me is kind of like I like the movie a lot. It's totally fine. It's not like a spectacular, incredible movie, but I had a lot of fun, and I like it, recommend it to everyone. So my first movie, uh, I rated it 3.5 stars, is Annabelle Creation. Part of this horror movie month is I wanted to get caught up on the Conjuring series Um, because it's it's expanding pretty quickly. And so uh, the only one I didn't watch is The Nun. Because it actually left theaters before I really got a chance to. But Annabelle the Creation, uh, or just Annabelle Creation, I thought was great. It was, it kind of brought back, it was, it was, it's story-wise, without going to spoilers, it's like the, and I haven't seen The Nun. I'm guessing The Nun probably even takes place before Annabelle Creation, but it's kind of like the earliest film chronologically for the Conjuring series. So it does lay some like hint, like some little callbacks and whatnot to the other Conjuring movies. Um, but uh, it's directed by David Sandberg, director of Lights Out, <clears throat> which was also decent. Uh, this movie, what's really cool about this movie is it has a really simple story that we've heard, we've seen in tons of like possession movies. But what this movie does that's really cool is um i think he, he he really does a great job at embracing like the haunted house thing like a yeah. uh, gimmick and they probably spend like a half hour the first half hour of the movie just making sure we understand where everything in the house is they lay it all out they show us some weird things like that the kids just kind of spot around this place that they they show up at at the beginning of the movie um and it plants all these little seeds that immediately when you see these things, you're like, so "like you know, you, you know, they're going to come back to it. And so what makes, so regardless of the story being kind of boring and lame, it was like these things that they planted and building out the geography and everything, once they start the actual hauntings and stuff, it's really exciting and it kind of creates its own momentum because you have all these things that, you know, they're going to go, go to, and then it's like just seeing how they fall in line. And, um, uh, I don't know. Like, it's just, I haven't seen a movie really do that as effectively as this movie did. For example, there's like a, a scare. They show a scarecrow at the beginning of the movie. And it's like this creepy scarecrow, the kids thinks it's a person, you know, they realize it's, oh, it's not a person. But you know, you're like, okay, well, it's a creepy scarecrow, it's going to come back at some point. And an hour later in the movie, sure enough, you get to, you know, the kids are, you know, being chased, whatever, they end up in the barn, and the sca- you see the scarecrow in the background, you're like, oh, shit. Like, that kind of stuff, they, they planted really well, and uh, they... True to the Conjuring series, they use a lot of practical effects, and it all just pays off really well. It's more of like a, it's scary, it has like the jump scares and stuff, but the momentum and the pace of it almost feels like an action movie, like it's just, it just keeps going so quickly, and uh, I don't know, it all works out really well. I loved it.
1: That's really, that's really great. Uh, I I think the Conjuring series does that sort of thing really well that you're talking about of, of paying off. I feel like they. I've only seen the first two. I've only seen Conjuring, Conjuring Two, but I right. feel like in both of those movies, they, they, they kind of, you know, something's gonna happen, right. and they even might have shown you what's going to happen, but the dread is still there. And then when you finally do see it happen, it it's like the payoff is always worth it. It's right? Like, yeah. It's 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 always scary, and they 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 show you it, and it's it's shocking always, even if you've already seen it already. Right. It's, it's weird how it's weird. It's a weird feeling, but um yeah, that, that's really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's great when they can like nail that. I think like that's where that's what horror and like action having common. It's like w- when you can de- when you can deliver, you know, in an action movie, you always know that this action scene's going to happen. There's not like an action scene out of nowhere. And it's like it's being able to execute it in a way that like yeah feels like a good payoff
1: the first movie i want to bring up is kind of uh it's kind of similar in that kind of way in, in terms of you comparing it to an action movie um train to busan so that's um it's a zombie movie um, have you seen that one train to busan i
0: have not i i meant to see it in theaters when it was in theaters i still haven't gotten around to watching it though
1: so it's a korean film right and it's a it's a zombie movie and what was so exciting about train to busan is that it's kind of a tired genre, you know, the zombie thing, you know, we've all seen like every iteration of zombie movies at this point. And, they managed to keep this one incredibly fresh by putting it in a location of a moving train. You know, trains are always cinematic. I don't know if you've ever ridden a train, but like just riding and being on a train with the moving landscapes on the side of you, it's like a cinematic feeling. And so putting a zombie movie, like a natural disaster, uh, end of the world scenario where no one knows what's happening, but the train's gonna keep moving, it makes the pace just quick and urgent and and exciting. And you're just kind of uh, it it just it's so fresh and the, the you know the the zombies are there and you ha- it, it just I don't know. It just was great. Um the the pace just made the movie really, really really exciting. And um, <laughs> um another thing I really liked about Trinity Busan though was that they they use they have a character who's really unlikable as a main character hmm. but then you 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 start to like him because you see where he's coming from he's he's got they have they set up a really great relationship with him and his daughter and they they bond with each other but like i said it's like this apocalypse or just shit's going down right and um you know, you you they effectively make you care about him this guy who you don't really care about at the beginning of the movie they really make you care about him and you care about what's happening in the movie and by the end of it this really exciting ride you're emotional and i feel like you often don't get that with with horror movies. I mean, you you can get emotional and you can get, but it's mostly fear. You know, like I said, like it's not usually positive and it's not usually even that sad. Like people die all the time in horror movies. And sometimes it's sad, but usually it's just like, okay, on to the next thing. Mm. This is like, there are some really heart-wrenching emotional moments in, in Train to Busan and uh, really, really effective as a zombie movie. Nice.
0: Fun fact: um, unless it's been outbeaten since, uh, Train to Busan was Korea's largest blockbuster ever domestic blockbuster ever and I think it made the most money like overseas as well of any other other movies
1: oh wow I had no idea well, that's cool uh, anyway what's your, what's your next movie?
0: Uh, my next movie I just want to get this out of the way because I, I know you have some things to say about it too is Mother love yeah. it yeah Darren Aronofsky's mother. Um Darren Aronofsky, I'm always kinda worried to watch his movies. I've only seen like three of his films so far. So I've seen like Requiem for a Dream, which is, like one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. It's one of those movies that I always like tell people, you know, you gotta see, it, you gotta see it. Like, no no, I won't watch it with you. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch that movie again. But right, and you should it's definitely also watch a movie it. that
1: it's also a movie that you have to plan your whole day around. Right, you can't you can't be social after watching that movie?
0: No, you know that movie, and like this is not an exaggeration at all. This seems sounds like maybe something you'd put in a movie or something, but I very very clearly remember watching that movie in my room at like sixteen or whatever. Whenever we got into Darren Aronofsky, and. Um, I remember the DVD menu really clearly because at the it's like a infomercial. Yeah, yeah you remember yeah, that? And yeah, like, totally. So I remember the movie ended. I just sat there, I watched all the way through the credits, and then I just watched that menu for like twenty more minutes before I even got up. It like had any reaction to what well, happened. It's,
1: it's got that guy too, like uh, Michael McDonald, or yeah, uh, and he's like the host of that infomercial. Like right. she's got to have it. She's got to have it. And it's like. I don't even know what they're selling, but it's like, it's, (laughs) yeah, I know exactly what you're talking
0: about. Yeah. But so, um, that, that was my introduction to this director. Uh, then I watched the fountain, which is like, so over my head, it's so hard for me to even comprehend that movie. So going into mother, mother's been a hard movie for me to just pop in and watch. And I kind of just had the right moment where I was like, I'm going to watch mother. And like, Like any great movie, it totally just sweeps you off your feet right away. But um, this movie is crazy. I want to say, like, the camera work in this movie, in the editing, it's just, it's like, I've never seen something shot like this before. Where almost, it's probably like 80% of the movie is uh, Jennifer Lawrence is like center frame. Like, we, we, barely, we barely even see anything from her perspective. It's all, like, focused on her throughout the whole movie, uh, which is, it's weird. It's really, like, claustrophobic, and it just creates a strange, you know, feeling. And um, I don't really know how much we should talk about, like, the actual plot, but I thought this movie was incredible. I gave it four and a half stars. It's not like a perfect film, and I think like there's, I mean, what is a perfect film? But I, it's it's almost it's almost too, um, I even know what the the term is for it. It's I like not. I
1: could see it being too abstract for some. Yeah, people. yeah. Abstract. You know, like there's there's it's one of those movies where uh, it's about anything you want to be. Like there's maybe not anything, but like there's you could interpret this movie so many different directions. I think you wrote in your review that like something similar that you can, everyone, depending on who you are, will have a different take on this movie and it doesn't matter what the correct take is. There probably isn't a correct take. Like who knows what Darren Aronofsky was trying to say. And it doesn't matter what he was trying to say because, because it's so kind of personal. Like there's just so many different directions that you could go with meaning of this movie. Yeah um it, it definitely is a movie that you have visceral reactions to. Yeah. Um, I think I talked about it last year but you know the first time I saw the movie I, I walked out of the theater and I just I, I just I was just shaking and I, I I just didn't trust anyone in the world yeah. I had, like drive home there was traffic <laughs> and I was just like expecting the cars to just blow up around me or people were just gonna you know swarm me I just I just didn't trust anybody. I had this deep like anxiety of of other humans. And, um, you know, I saw it a second time a few weeks later and, um, I laughed for most of it. Like it's, (laughs) uh, it's so, it's such an absurd movie. And, uh, I mean, I, I love it. I think about it all the time and I'll be honest. I am like, I have it on Blu-ray and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty like, I, I'm very unsure about when I'll ever watch it again. I'm, uh, there's a few scenes that I I don't want to really talk about in detail, but being a new father and having a baby at home, I'm like... I, I don't know if I want to watch – I don't know if I want to watch some of that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I I, I don't know if you get this way, but um, I'm much more sensitive with baby stuff. You know, like there was we, – we saw Halloween in theaters together and the new one. And there's <laughs> yeah. that scene where like Michael Myers like walks up to a crib. And I'm sitting there to myself going – if he kills that baby, I might have to leave. Like, yeah. I might, I might just walk out. I might just be done with this movie. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't, <laughs> you know. But uh, spoiler, he he doesn't kill a little baby. But oh, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's just interesting how you know I'm I'm having those reactions now inside of myself.
0: Well, yeah, like the your perspectives changed, and then you got like this, you know. There's new fears that've been introduced. Yeah. And yeah, someone stabbing your baby is definitely one of them. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, crazy.
0: Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I want to say like this movie, like, they're not Aronofsky's been around for a while now, and it's really cool to see. Like, I, I think this movie is such a great showcase of his skill as a director because of what we've been talking about, everyone has different reactions. And like you said, like you're going to have some sort of visceral reaction to what happens in this movie. And it may be completely different emotionally and like, you know, everything, like what you see the movie as, than the person next to you. Yeah. I think that's really like, that's like true that's art. art. You, yeah. yeah. You don't get that very often, but I, this movie is almost like impossible not to get that by watching it, no matter who you are, no matter like how into film you are, how, you know, if you just threw it on or whatever, it's like, it doesn't give you that option to not have a, (laughs) like to not have some sort of visceral reaction, which. Yeah. Which makes this movie something really special, I think.
1: Definitely. Well, um, speaking of visceral reactions, um, I wanted to tell you about this movie, Audition, that I watched. Um, it's a Japanese film, came out in nineteen ninety nine. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a very interesting movie because for most of it, it's just like a straight up drama. Like for it's about this guy this who has a son and the his wife died and his son's now like seventeen. It's like she's been dead a few years and his son's like, hey, you should. Uh, you should meet new people. You know, you should meet you should meet a woman. You know, and he's like, yeah, sure. So they set up this like audition to like he's like a film producer, and mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a pretend audition where they're gonna like, you know, meet basically just meet women. You know, just to, he, he see see if he likes any of these women. Right. And uh, he you know develops an infatuation for one of them, and they start seeing each other, and they like go away together, and they like hit it off, and they're it's just like it's just like a drama for like the first like hour. You know, yeah. and then, and then it becomes like a mystery, and uh, yeah, it's not even like a horror of a mystery. It's just like it's just like a mystery uh, where he's just trying to kind of solve solve the solve the story, and then in like the last like bit of the movie, like the last you know quarter of the movie, it becomes this like really really intense movie (laughs) where like, like, like speaking of visceral reactions, like I, I don't think I've, like I almost threw up, you know, like I was like, and it wasn't, I think, I think I had such an intense reaction because most of the movie wasn't that way, you know, like compared to like Hostel or an Eli Roth movie or Saw or something where like the whole movie is like torture porn. You mm. know, I feel like when it is torture porn, you you know, that's where you're getting yourself into and you, you've set that up and maybe you're not going to be as intense with it just because, you know, the whole movie is torture porn.
0: Right.
1: This movie was like... You get to know the characters. You get to know the story, the setting, the tone, and then like it, it just like it just destroys you. And like I, like my bones hurt. I was like gagging, and like it was just, it was just. <laughs> I just had such an intense reaction to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I hope I'm not giving too much away, but it's just, uh, it just was a very, very interesting movie.
0: Yeah. No, I mean that movie takahashi Mike, i think is the director and he's famous for his i think he only has a, a handful of horror movies but he's they're notoriously like very hard to watch in like ways that most other movies aren't you know it's like he just has a way about directing his gore that is just so upsetting and unsettling like <laughs> You just do not want to see it. Yeah. I've heard the same thing about this other one. He came, I think it came out just a couple years after audition, was Iki the Killer. And I hear that that movie's just, it's one of the hardest horror movies to watch. It's just so, so dark and fucked up.
1: Well, this one was too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I recommend it though. Like, I, I, I hadn't seen a horror movie like that that had, um, like, it's just strange how the tone was consistent for the story, and yet it changed so much. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, I I definitely recommend that movie.
0: Nice. Um, let's see. Another movie I watched was Unfriended: The Dark Web, or just Dark Web. I think. Um, I think you watched the first Unfriended, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I liked it.
0: Yeah, this movie was like just as great, if not maybe even a little bit better. Really? Uh, yeah, the trailers it really made it seem like it was gonna be almost like a clips movie, like VHS or something like that, where it has a bunch of sc- like they find a bunch of scary videos on like this laptop. It's like from the dark web, you know, all this disturbing videos. It, that turns out that's only like three minutes of the movie. All of okay. those videos are like squished into a really quick little montage that they look at. But the movie's actually about these kids that, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but they, they find someone's laptop pretty much. It's about. That's
1: in the trailer. I, I knew that they found it? a laptop. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, and it's really about the, the person's, the person who they, they have the, like, whose laptop it is. That person is, like, a crazy hacker. And, um, they, they start, they kind of just fall into this crazy, uh, like, scenario that involves, like, child trafficking and, like, abduction and, like, all this dark shit. And they kind of, because they have his laptop and he's, like, this hacker, they kind of get involved in it in a way that they can't get uninvolved without, like, seeing things through. And so that's what, it, that's what makes this movie really scary. It's all, none of it's, like paranormal shit it's all like (laughs) stuff you hear about in the news today so uh that that's what makes this movie really scary i think um and the you know they use the gimmick really well just like they did in the the first unfriended i can't really pinpoint what it is about that gimmick that works so well like everything about it when you describe it seems like it wouldn't work but it just does. I don't know why. I think if you get, like, just a, a good cast of characters who are just, it's just on their faces the whole movie, you know? Some good actors, and it, it just works. I don't know. I don't even, I don't understand how they pull it off, but it works great. I mean, great. Uh,
1: I think part of it is the, the claustrophobia, claustrophobia of it a little bit, of, like, you being, you being stuck in that one location, and having that location be something we all relate to. Like we all look at our computer screens. We all navigate the screens. Um, I mean, and we might not be as like, you know, uh, 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 we might not be using Skype and chatting as much as the teenagers are in these movies, but it's something that we can relate to.
0: Right. It will say this. I have a little webcam for streaming and stuff. It has this little nice security screen that this movie made me just flip that screen closed. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like worry about leaving it on now. It definitely, like, it's freaky. It's a freaky movie, but it's great. Uh, I recommend it.
1: So that's uh, uh, Unfriended the Dark Web. Yeah, I'll have to look at that one.
0: Um, yeah. It's not, like, uh, gory or anything. There's none of that stuff. So it's actually a, pr- a lot easier. It's an easy watch.
1: Cool. But, well, so I wanted to bring up a, a couple movies. I just, I kind of lumped them together um, purposefully over here. Um, one thing I really love about horror movies is how many subgenres there are. Like, there's just so many different directions that you can take horror movies. And, uh, like, for example, like, this year I watched, like, five or six vampire movies. And vampire movies are, like kind of interesting and special on their own because there's like, you know, we've all seen so many different directions that vampire movies go in, you know, there's interview with the vampire or, um, the twilight movies or only lovers left alive or let the right one in. Like there's all four of those are like totally different. And, um, like I watched, you know, like there's the classic ones. There's like Dracula is the classic vampire movie. And, um, I've now watched at least four or five different versions of Dracula and um uh, like the original one the um the Nos- the 1922 Nosferatu movie um I didn't watch those this year but this year I watched the 1979 Werner Herzog Nosferatu movie uh-huh. and um and the 1958 Horror of Dracula movie it's the first uh, Hammer films uh Dracula movie that has Christopher Lee as, as Dracula. Mm. And um, it's just really interesting because they both like, it's, they're both pretty much the same tale. I mean, they, they definitely go in uh very stylistically different directions, but it's like, you know, they have the castle, they have um, Dracula as this menacing figure. I mean, just, but the way like Christopher Lee plays Dracula is like, he's like, sexy and suave and powerful this confident being and he's like a magnetic figure to look at on the screen and then you have uh oh gosh I'm blanking on his name right now uh he's uh, like like Klaus, Klaus Kinski that's his name he's, oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah he's Dracula or he's Nosferatu he's Dracula in in Werner Herzog's film and he's like the shriveling, like pathetic, lonely, like monster. You know, he's just looking at him. He's just like this creep. And you're just like, ew, like, look at that guy. <laughs> and yeah, both movies are like totally stylistically different. I mean, Werner Herzog takes it with like kind of a realistic approach, but also the way he edits his movies are the way he edits movie. It's kind of. It, there's a lot of jumps in it and you kind of lose track of, 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 of what's real. So like shot to shot, there's kind of a realism about it, but then overall you're kind of lost in what's happening. Mm. Um, it's really interesting. Werner Herzog just, he's a great director. Yeah. But then like the horror of Dracula, this Christopher Lee one, it's more like, it's more like cartoonish, I guess, but it's really fun. Like, uh, Christopher Lee is Dracula. He's got this house. He's got this whole presence about him. And then Peter Cushing shows up as Van Helsing, and they like have a battle. You know, they like, you know, it's it's almost like a comic movie where they're like fighting each other, and it's this whole like, it's it's like it's almost an action movie. It's like it's exciting. And anyway, I just kind of wanted to lump those two together because it's just it's just interesting to me how how you can take this how horror movies kind of present this opportunity to tell these classic stories in drastically different ways. Mm. -hmm. So, yeah, um, the, the hammer movies are fun too. I watched a couple of them this year and, um, like Terrence Fishers, he's, he's, uh, one of the big directors of those and he's directed a bunch of Frankenstein movies too. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch more of those movies as the years go on.
0: Yeah yeah i've been i've been wanting to dive into some of the older you know some more vintage horror uh, i definitely tried this this year was kind of my year to jump in a little bit to that kind of dip my toes in it because i really haven't seen much at all of um, older horror movies um, so you know this year i watched like the fly and finally the old halloween movies but, yeah, that's something I, I definitely want to get back into, too. Or get into. Um, let's see. Another movie I watched that I liked was Summer of 84, which is one of the most 2018 movies, like, <laughs> possible right now. Just, like, this is such a craze right now, the 80s-style, you know, nostalgia aesthetic. Um. And I'm I'm kind of like this movie, kind of after watching this and like movies like It and um, Stranger Things and just all these different things that have been really successful in using the style, this, uh, this style, um, not just as like a callback to that time as like a nostalgic thing, but just using that style as a way to make a movie, you know. And I've kind of just decided like it I. I don't know that it's just '80s nostalgia. I kind of think it's a style that may be here to stay, um, and I'm okay with that. And this movie kind of made me realize, like, I can just watch this kind of like this, this whatever it is, you know, with the synth music, and uh, maybe if it's a way of shooting things, the way people dress, It's just like it's just a fun look to a film, and I'm yeah. t- totally okay with it just happening all the time.
1: I mean, it's kind of like... Uh, I mean, a few years ago, It Follows came out. And yeah. at the time, it was like... The time period that this movie takes place isn't clear. Like, they don't actually say if it's in the 80s or, or when. I mean, there's a character who has, like, a, a tablet or something at some point. But right. um, it's very much... Now that there's been a bunch of these nostalgic kind of movies, it's like, okay, so that movie kind of fits into that that mold. And you can be... Nostalgic Without being so explicitly I don't know A certain time period, I guess
0: Right You know, this movie does take it a little bit further Because it's very seeped in the culture of that time You know, there's
1: Well, it's called Summer of 84 So, I mean, clearly it's uh, We know what year it takes place in
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Christina just scared the shit out of me <laughs> Really? Yeah <laughs> I didn't even know she was in the room. She just like appeared behind me, but um, oh god, um, oh yeah. But so it's, you know, there's literally missing kids on like milk cartons and stuff like that in this movie, um, which was very much a thing back then. You know, that's what happened when people went missing. There were, uh, you know, newspaper clippings and milk carton pictures and stuff like that. So. This movie is very seeped in that, and um, it's you know it kind of does the same thing that it succeeded at. It the movie movie it um, has really charming child actors that all pulled up their side of the of the film really well, and um, you know it really brings back some of the adventurous feels that you get from at least that I got from watching, like, Stand By Me and stuff. Um, and I think it it had a modern, you know, what I think works so well about these kind of movies, um, I keep bringing up It just because I love that. I think that movie nailed everything so well, is, like, bringing the modern abilities of, like, CGI and, like, some of the more different you know techniques for like gore and stuff i think this movie just uses everything really well um i think probably the worst part about this movie is uh its story um is kind of I don't know, we've seen it a lot and it doesn't really take this kind of story into anywhere new uh and it it definitely has some like yeah, it's not it's not like a perfect movie, but I enjoyed it a lot. I thought they nailed like the aesthetic. Uh, the score is really really great. It's all it's a full original score for this movie, and uh, I don't know. I just had a lot of fun, and I liked it a lot. So I'd recommend it.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, and it's a 2018 movie.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look at. Where, how did you watch that one? Is that available on Prime that, or anything?
0: Uh, yeah, I rented it. Oh no, I rented it on Amazon.
1: I want to bring up a movie that I had seen before, but so I've been working on like a top fifty horror movies list, just like my personal like you know top horror movies that uh, uh, that does something for me. You know, just a personal top fifty. And uh, I, there was one movie on there that I had in the. Uh, uh, upper upper 20s, like 21 or 22 or something. But it was like, I know that after I rewatch that movie, like it's going to bump up so high. And I couldn't honestly put it that high because I didn't really remember it that well. But I remember, but I knew that I was going to love it once I finally got around to rewatching it. Mm-hmm. And that movie was Alien. Oh, yeah. So I rewatched Alien and... My God, that is a perfect movie. Like it really does everything right. It has a small story, but it, it alludes to so much more intrigue. Whether it be like the the company that they're working for, or um, the the history of the alien, or you know all the all the stuff that Prometheus and Alien Covenant have like you know totally gone into in great detail alien just kind of like hints at that while just telling a simple and perfectly executed movie of a monster in a small space. And it's terrifying. It is so scary. There are scenes where I'm just like jumping and yelling and, uh, they're nightmare inducing. Like I can't even imagine being in the theater in 1977 and seeing this alien for the first time and how scary that must've been. Um, it just uh I just I, I love the set design. I love the spaceship. I love how it's like a blue all these people are like blue collar people just just trying to make some money, you know, and have a i just it just it just their job their jobs just happen to be in our space. Like it's it's just it's just such a great, great movie. And yeah, and I wasn't wrong. It it's like it easily bumped into my top ten. I think I have it like number six or something right now. So um <laughs> um yeah, just Fucking A. Alien. So yeah. good.
0: Yeah, it's so great. I mean, that's one of those movies for me that's like let's see when I was younger, like my grandma really got me into a lot of movies. Cause she's always been into like sci-fi stuff. And so like I saw Alien at a really young age and it was, you know, horrifying as a kid. But um it was probably a big influence on me just getting into movies. Like just because it is, it's so. Even now, I feel like there's nothing like it. Like and they don't, don't,
1: they don't make movies like that anymore. Like yeah, they, they, nowadays well, you have to over-explain things. You have to like, I don't know, show more. And this movie had so much happening in the shadows.
0: Well, and, and anything that people took from this movie um, isn't like they didn't really take anything from this movie that made this movie good like you know the stuff that really sets this movie apart uh, no one no one really no one's really copied it or like tried to redo it and especially not in, in a effective way even the sequels like almost change genre immediately like it's uh it's something really special and it holds up so well
1: yeah so we we've already watched aliens um, I went out and bought bought the first four in a blu-ray like box set. Yeah. And so we've already watched aliens. Yeah. Which you're totally right. Like they just change. It goes from it being a horror movie to it being an action movie. But like, yeah. I think that absolutely works though. Like yeah, that, for sure. that's something that they needed to do in order to not like just retread the same material. Yeah. Um, so I think that transition works, but I've actually never seen alien three or resurrection. So oh. I'm pretty excited to go forward and, and watch yeah. these next two and, and if that goes well, though, we might just keep going and watch Prometheus and Alien <laughs> again too, just yeah. just for the heck of it.
0: I wonder if that's a James Cameron like storytelling technique that he does. It's like, for, so he didn't do the first one, but he did the second one, and he obviously like made an active decision to to make vast changes to the overall like genre of the film and how it how the whole movie unfolds. And he did that. This he did the same thing with Terminator. First movie's like I consider it like slasher esque, and then the sequel's totally by the books action movie, you know. There might be something to that,
1: yeah. Taking it up a notch, and in order to take it up a notch, you make it less about just like one person being killed and more about like the action going I mean, on,
0: yeah. Um, let's see, another movie I watched was this movie called Pie Uh I have no idea how I came across this movie. I watch a lot of trailers on YouTube. and <laughs> get a lot of, like, B-movie trailers. It just, like, whatever, you know, whatever pops up, I'll usually watch it. And this movie just kind of caught my eye. So I decided to follow it, and it came out, and it got pretty good reviews. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a watch. Uh, rented it on Amazon, and so a little bit about me, I've been trying just for fun, like writing little scripts and stuff. And the one I've completed the most is very, very similar to this film. Like the ideas, the locations and a lot of the imagery are stuff that I had written in mind, which it's, it's a weird thing, but I think, this is like the far, far, far superior, like refined version of what I would dream of of doing with a story that I was working on. But so it was a really interesting experience to watch. Um, it's like it, your nightmares come to life. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was strange, and it's far scarier than the stuff I came up with. But then also, on top of that, like connection to me. It literally has these scenes in this movie that are like specifically big fears of mine and uh, so I don't know it's just like it was a weird experience for me it was like not only did this feel like really close to like stuff I actually imagined and put on a page but then also it came up with extra stuff that was also specific to like my fears (laughs) and it was strange, but it was really great. Like I loved it that connection. I know like definitely made me love it a lot more, but it's also just a really unique movie and it's, um, it's very indie, very, very low budget has like three actors in it. Um, but it's mostly, it's just about this girl that, uh, Really doesn't get along with her mom, um, so much so that one night she goes out into the woods and summons a witch to kill her mom, <laughs> and not knowing if she actually did or whatever, or if that stuff's even real, uh, she goes home, you know, re like you know fixes things with her mom, but now she has the issue of she summoned a witch to kill her mom, so it's, it's that's the stories. Her trying to figure that shit out So it's uh, It's pretty scary And I definitely recommend it to To everyone, it's great That's on Amazon, you can rent it too
1: That sounds really scary For sure yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's uh, Pie Whack It Ooh. So um, Yeah, I wanted to bring up a movie that um, I think we both watched this month um, uh, Suspiria Yes so uh, Suspiria, um, that's a movie that came out in the seventies, I think like 77. Um, and it's, it's a Italian film or yeah, it's an Italian film, but it takes place in Germany, but they all speak English. So, um, okay. You know, right? that's,
0: that's so, f- I think so. Like this movie was so like engrossing, literally like Brandon asked us if it's an English language movie. I was like, I don't. No, I just watched it. I don't even remember.
1: So, this movie had like everything that I look for and love about horror movies. So, I mean, first of all, this the soundtrack was extremely like debilitating. Like, it was so overwhelming and like borderline obnoxious. Like, it was just like overboard on everything that was happening. Yeah. And I loved it for that. Yeah. Um, but like, also like, it seemed like uh, maybe uh, all the actors, like, just maybe the ADR or something, like, like maybe they had to re-record their art, their their, you know, their lines or something. But maybe it just didn't seem like it totally matched up or something. Did did hmm. you did you get that? Because I mean, the people I was watching it with, we like, we we all three of us were like, wait, is 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 it uh, dubbed right now or? Or not, Uh, is it dubbed? Uh, Is it dubbed? (laughs) (laughs) And we all had to second guess ourselves. And we ended up with, like, I don't think so. Like, we turned on the original, like, there were two options on the Blu-ray of, like, original or, you know, uh, something else. And we went with the original one. So it must have been the right one. But um, I'm I'm kind of (laughs) rambling on about this.
0: No, I know what you mean, though. I I've seen that I felt I felt that before in other movies too. It might be a an age thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, there. Anyway, this movie though, it's it's pretty short, and in fact, there's there's a lot of plot to be had. You know, there's there's a new version of Suspiria that's coming out. Like I think it's out already. Like it came out in November. I think it came out last weekend, and it's it's like an hour longer. Like this movie the one that we watched was like an hour and a half and the new one's like two and a half. And I honestly, I think that makes sense because yeah. it seems like with this movie, there's, there's a lot of plot left on the table there. We don't really know a lot about why things happened or, yeah. or, or who was in control or th- it, it, it was almost like a series of epic scenes. And, and those scenes were very epic. Like the set design was so, mesmerizing like some of the shots and cinematography were just like fucking gorgeous and psychedelic and just just like wow like i couldn't even believe what i was looking at on some of it and then there were like certain scenes that were like shocking shocking like and upsetting uh, like at like a gut level like i I don't really want to go into too much detail on them but like there were a couple scenes where the people i was watching it with just got up and went to the other room you know, like something happened to this girl and, you know, my <laughs> friend just got up and walked away. And just, you know, I'm not watching that anymore. And, um, yeah, I I mean, I love that. I love that stuff in horror movies. And it it, I don't know, it, it, it towed this line between it, it was kind of absurdist. It was kind of like there were parts that were kind of silly, but it was also very, very disturbing and uh, I don't know, upsetting.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I had very similar response like the one thing you get out this movie no matter was it's absolutely gorgeous like the amount of detail in these sets and like yeah how vibrant everything is it's just so beautiful to look at and it's kind of it's it's weird for such a dark yeah. movie to be yeah. so pretty and like colorful you know
1: right it was funny because i got home and shannon and uh, i watched it with some friends and. You know, the next day I was like, well, do you think I would like it? And I was like, you know, I think on some level you absolutely would because it's it's you love movies and it's gorgeous. Like it's a gorgeous movie and it's got this awesome soundtrack and just every shot is magnificent. And then I like went to detail on one of the scenes and she was like, yeah, no, I'm not watching that movie ever. I'm never watching that movie <laughs> <laughs> because it's just so upsetting. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, this thing happens to this character. And she's like, yeah, I'm never watching that. no. <laughs>
0: yeah like out of context some of the stuff that happens in this movie you're like what the fuck like if you tell anyone about it it's like like no way is that does that work in the film there's no way but it does but yeah it's almost absurd yeah so i mean (laughs) i I I love that movie.
1: movie i i would recommend it to anyone who likes horror movies like absolutely and even movies on top of that anyone that loves movies i would recommend it to but just be aware that there are a few scenes that are like that are truly gruesome
0: yeah, yeah i think this is one of those important horror films i know like the, the reason it was on my radar is i've just heard so many people reference this movie as like inspiration or as a you know the scariest movie they ever saw when they were growing up as a kid and i think it's just a really influential film on the I'm, genre i'm, so I'm actually really
1: interested in the new out. one too I think there's a lot of opportunity. It's like one of those rare remakes where yeah. there's a lot of opportunity to go further in the story and to do a completely different style. You know, like there's there's no reason to try to recreate right. the original in this movie. Like you can absolutely make your make your own style and and make uh make your own scares and explore the plot. So I I'm, I'm very I'm very excited and curious of how the new yeah. one's going to go down. Hopefully we'll review it on the next podcast, you know, yeah, on me the too. November episode.
0: Um so I kind of want to just talk about Wes Craven a little bit. Um the last I watched Scream 4 this year, which was his last film. Um and over the last couple um Horror movie months. I've watched almost all of his movies now. Um, all of his horror movies. He did some non horror movies. You watched
1: The Hills Have Eyes too. This, Yeah.
0: Year. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of touch on that and just kind of talk about a little bit. Like, he is so wonderful. <laughs> I like, God, like so many of his movies are so great. And he He's has. He's a master. He is. For sure. He really is. Wes Craven is truly he's had such a large impact on the industry. I feel like he's like starting with, you know, all the way back with like Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like they really, he's really kind of pushed horror and he's had a lot of impact on the overall direction of horror, especially through the nineties and into the, you know, he kind of, from what I understand, from what I've read, he kind of helped jumpstart the horror industry as a as an actual profitable industry with um, uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, um, and then again with Scream, because yeah, and it really shows like just how dedicated to the genre he was, and just how like built he was, he, like he was designed to do this, like make these kind of movies. And he's just—he's always been so good at it. But they're all good movies, and I also so I watched Scream Four, and I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't really—you know—it didn't—I didn't didn't remember it being like a big deal when it came out. So I thought it was maybe kind of lackluster, but um, I really enjoyed it. I know he didn't write it, but I think they did a good job catching the spirit of um even more so like catching the spirit of the first scream i think they brought in the gore a little bit more and i i don't know it had me laughing within the first like 5 minutes of the movie <laughs> and uh i don't know i just really loved it and i'm really really glad i've s- spent enough time to see um all these great movies he's made cuz he's really important director for the genre
1: okay so wrapping this up um why why do we do this? You know, if we uh, are going through so much and, you know, scaring ourselves silly, uh wh- why do we do this? I mean, we don't do this for any other genre. We don't do this for any other month. I mean, like sci-fi month does sound like fun, but, you know, horror movie month is special. It's something we actually we do and other people do. Why do we do horror movie month?
0: Yeah, A lot of it for me is horror is just one of my favorite genres and in the month of halloween there's a you know there's a lot of new horror movies that come out there's a lot of horror movie specials you know it's just on tv and stuff it's just the whole the culture in america at least kind of shifts in that direction and so i think it's just fun to take advantage of that month and use it to celebrate horror movies and just watch a horror movie every day um
1: yeah totally there's that there's that thrilling aspect of it too where um yeah, there's that thrilling aspect of it where uh, you get to watch these movies and feel. It gives you the opportunity to feel that feeling of of fear in a safe place, where you can, at the end of the day, be you know just turn the movie off and go on with the rest of your day. But having going forward, actually feeling that 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 scary feeling that. You, you don't always get the feel.
0: Right. It's kind of the same thing with like, you know, action movies when you get a really big bombastic action scene, you're like, there's a, it's a unique feeling. You're thrilled. It's really exciting. Uh, But the, but with horror movies, it's that same kind of thing, but it's just in a little different direction. And this direction is oftentimes like uncomfortable. It fears a little bit different. It's a different kind of exhilaration than, Uh, Being excited, you know, and it's a sometimes people don't like that feeling. But um, I think there's something there's something about it that's kind of worthwhile, too. So, Uh,
1: I mean, it's 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 positive in some way. I mean, I I think that on some level, being able to feel these feel these feelings and kind of uh, see your fears realized Makes real life a little less scary going forward. Yeah,
0: it's it's kind of therapeutic.
1: Anyway, with that, uh, let's just wrap this up. Um, Derek, where can people find you online?
0: Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd at Chicken Tech.
1: Cool, and I'm on Letterboxd2 at Mothman23. And I think both of us put our Horror Movie Month lists on our profiles. And uh, another part of Horror Movie Month is that we like to do a review for, for every movie we watch. Like you did that, didn't you, Derek? Yeah. Yeah. So um, you can go on and follow our profiles and read more about the movies we watched and you know follow us going forward. Uh, Letterboxd is once again I'm uh, plugging it as a great way to be social media for movie lovers. So anyway, thank you so much for listening and have a great night. Bye. Bye. Bye.